0: Welcome to Government Enabled, a podcast created to explore some of the biggest workforce challenges faced by federal and state agencies today. In each episode, we'll feature insights from industry experts who are helping the government improve their workforce operations and make better data driven decisions. Join us as we explore federal subject matter expertise and innovative technology in supporting the mission of government agencies. Let's get started. Welcome to our first government enabled podcast sponsored by Economic Systems. EconSys is a management consulting HR services and products company and sole provider of FedHR Navigator software to the federal government. I'm Linda Sue Kirshner and I'm pleased to be the first host of our new podcast where in the episodes to come, we will cover topics relevant to those in government by helping public leaders deliver on their core mission and get the most out of their people. I'm excited to introduce the president and CEO of EconSys, Dr. George Kettner, who will talk with us about the challenges that face our government partners today during an unprecedented time, and to hopefully offer us some of his wisdom on how to meet and solve these challenges head on. Hi, George, and welcome.
1: Good morning, Linda too.
0: As we get started here, tell us about EconSys. What services or products does EconSys offer?
1: So EconSys, which is the abbreviation for Economic Systems Incorporated, has three main lines of business, management consulting, FedHR navigator, and HR services. We have economists, operations researchers, business analysts, statisticians, software developers, human resource subject matter experts, and other skills. Areas of particular interest in our company include the employment of people with disabilities, diversity and inclusion, workforce planning, retirement application processing, efficiency of performing HR transactions, and information technology applied to the human capital uh, area.
0: Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit more about you? What drove you to start EconSys?
1: I got my education, both undergraduate and graduate education at UCLA a few years ago, or maybe more than a few years ago. (laughs) Earned my PhD in economics, labor economics from UCLA, and I started off my career working as a health economist at the University of Southern California. I got an opportunity to start up economic systems in 1990. It was an. In fact, it was restarting a small business that had been a member of the Hay Group, which was owned by Sachi and Sachi at the time. My personal goal at the time was to fully utilize the skills that I have and the talents that I have. My business goal was to apply the best tools of my trade and make an effective impact for our government clients.
0: How does Econsys? look different today from back in 1990 when you did this?
1: We really look quite a bit different today. (laughs) We started off with maybe about three employees in 1990. Our focus then was on management consulting. We were mainly working on military compensation and manpower for the Department of Defense agencies. Today, we are very much into information technology, and supporting government agencies with their human capital requirements and processes.
0: What would you say, over time, are the biggest changes you've seen within both federal and state governments when it comes to people and technology?
1: I would have to say that with technology coming on really strong over the past three decades or so, that the technology has had a profound impact on both uh, government and private sector industry, I might also say that in the human resource area, perhaps government agencies have lagged behind their other business functional areas in terms of keeping up with the technology changes.
0: I'm curious, in this new era of the pandemic, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges for the government? And how do these challenges affect any upcoming federal initiatives, programs, processes? And how can EconSys help?
1: The biggest challenge has been to convert our respective workforces to working remotely, particularly for office uh, work. It also looks like the government has adapted pretty well to getting their workforce working remotely. How we might be able to help government with our FedHR Navigator technology is that it enables agencies to more readily handle their HR functions uh, remotely.
0: Okay. How would you say economic systems has changed or evolved in this new world we live in?
1: I would say that EconSys has adapted pretty well and pretty quickly to teleworking, social distancing, and high-tech technology usage. We have been in a transition of allowing our employees to work remotely. We, we started the, that transition well before the pandemic hit, so we were positioned well to move our workforce even more into remote teleworking. The The whole company now is teleworking uh, with plans to continue to do so th- through the end of the year.
0: What do you think makes EconSys unique, sets it apart from other in the federal marketplace that provide these services and technology?
1: We've been working with new technology since almost the beginning of the company. We put our first HR product, our retirement calculator, on the market in 1995. We've always have strived to be on the cutting edge and ahead of the curve. We are devoted to meeting federal requirements in the human capital resource area by being totally Focused on the federal government environment, our approach is to is to start with the federal government in terms of building our tools for HR applications. The federal government is when it comes to human resource transactions and management, the the federal government is is really quite unique and with the human resource subject matter experts, we have really been highly focused on the uniqueness of the federal government.
0: My understanding is that uh, when this was developed and continues with development, it is exclusively for the federal government. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. Yes.
0: And you mentioned earlier that you started with the retirement calculator for uh, FedHR Navigator. What are some of the other modules or tools that are contained within FedHR HR Navigator.
1: Yeah, we really cover the full spectrum of HR transactions from hire to retire. We provide recruitment request capabilities, position description classification capabilities, we provide onboarding capabilities, we provide performance management, employee relations, benefits processing, retirement application processing. We really provide a, a full spectrum and complementing these, the tools we provide in these different HR functional areas are certain tools such as case tracking, importing data from data centers, government data centers on a biweekly uh, basis, and providing an extensive amount of reporting as well.
0: Do you find that government agencies are still paper-based in some ways?
1: Yes, they are. More so, surprisingly so. You would think after the internet got started in the early 1990s, government would be pretty much out of paper-based systems. But this is uh, where they have been uh, really lagging behind to a certain extent. And we're doing our best to try to accelerate the the government to get uh, out of paper-based systems and into technology-enabled systems.
0: You mentioned earlier about your management consulting division and working with disability programs. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: We do quite a bit of work uh, for the Department of Labor, including the Office of Disability Employment Policy. We provide a good amount of program support uh, for this ODEP office and and for state governments that partner with the federal government's uh, Department of Labor. We are very much into supporting the diversity and inclusion and disability. Employment of pe- employing people with disabilities is an important part of our focus, as well as, as race and gender diversity and, and inclusion.
0: What, what advice would you offer to public sector leaders and the rest of us as well?
1: Well, at a very general level, uh, my advice um, would be to say that we should all be focusing on the end goal, which is to serve the public, to enhance the public good. As contractors, we're in in business to make money, but uh, our real focus really needs to be on on that uh, end goal as well as the government agencies focusing on these end goals. The advice I would give in terms of looking more specifically at human capital people and processes, some things that come to mind as good practices are for government agencies to conduct market research on technology and processes. We feel that the RFIs that government agencies put out to seek out what the contractors are offering is, is a good practice. We feel that allowing contractors to have a certain degree of freedom and creating new tools for the government is good. And we recommend that agencies work with contractors to go through a discovery phase or a discovery process to learn what the government's requirements are before committing to, to large contracts.
0: And it sounds like you can offer the subject matter expertise to help them figure that out.
1: A- absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You mentioned good practices. Over the past 30 plus years, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned and that you've been able to incorporate into econsys's best practices?
1: I would say that running a, a business is a big challenge. <laughs> when I started EconSys in 1990, I had the technical skills to move forward but I was not as well equipped with business and people skills. So the past 30 years has been a process in acquiring these additional skills to be a more successful company than we were the day before or the year before. And I can say that we've grown much faster in the last 10 years than we did in the first 10 years. It's it's striving to be better is what, what keeps me and the company going.
0: So as a leader yourself, what do you feel are some of the biggest changes or adjustments that leaders in general must make in the months and the years to come?
1: I like to joke that we as economists are in the fortune-telling business. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, though, I'm not sure we are uh, better fortune-tellers than any other group of fortune-tellers. I think how well we can adjust to external change over time, whatever the curveballs that are being thrown at us, that seems to be pretty important how so well we can adjust yeah. the
0: flexibility having the flexibility to it, it, be able right
1: to exactly figure exactly. it all out right
0: that's a great piece of advice okay so we're getting close to the end of our time so let's close up with a fun fact or two tell us george What is a fun fact about you that if people met you would be a bit surprising, especially since you're an economist?
1: Yeah, I'm a a very serious economist. I always put on a stern face, but I do try to get in a little bit of fun near now (laughs) and then. One one fun fact is that I was a a surfer when I lived in Hawaii as a teenager. I lost the fin on my board three times surfing over uh, coral reefs.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Another fun uh, fact is that I recently played a role as a white missionary in Africa in a theatrical play called Churchill Among Savages.
0: Now, for those of you that don't know George, like I do, those are very interesting facts because he is correct. He comes across as a very serious guy. So to picture him as a surfer dude on uh, what is it they call it, the the pipe or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> in Hawaii <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> is is crazy and I did have an opportunity to see the play that you were in and you did a great job so that was very enjoyable thank you
1: all right thank you
0: what is the one thing that you've always wanted to do but haven't gotten to do yet
1: I want to ride my bike from my home in Potomac Maryland to Cumberland Maryland on the CNO canal it's about it would be about a 180 mile trek oh. I'm going to do that one of these days. So,
0: How long would that take you, do you think?
1: I would think I could do maybe about 60 miles a day. So it would take me about three three days to, to get to Cumberland from Potomac, Maryland.
0: So would you camp out on those nights?
1: No, I'd just probably find a hotel. <laughs> find
0: a hotel. <laughs> take a nice hot shower. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so to wrap up, tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about EconSys and you.
1: I would say that our company website is a good uh, starting point, and our listeners can always contact us uh, directly for more information. We love to give demonstrations of our products, talk to customers about their challenges, and help them uh, solve their challenges.
0: George, thanks for coming on Government Enable. In future podcasts, Dr. Kettner will delve more into the specific areas that EconSys focuses on, so please stay tuned. Government Enabled is brought to you by EconSys, an organization that helps power federal and state governments with exceptional workforces. If you're a public sector leader looking to get the most out of your people, then subscribe to the Government Enabled podcast on all major platforms. And check out all archived episodes at EconSys.com. Thanks for listening.